Welcome to the Living Alive podcast. I'm Autumn Shields, a Master Connect coach, speaker, author, and serial entrepreneur. And most importantly, your hostess here to help you live your life alive. See, I believe we all have the ability to feel and be guided by life's nudges to live on purpose. So I'm inviting you to take this journey with me. Whether you were here just wanting to dip your toe in the water and see what this is all about, or maybe you were ready to dive deep. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. On this show, you'll hear powerful life-changing stories from thought leaders of all walks of life that are stirring things up. We will guide you on living your life fully alive, how to identify the nudges, and why living a healthy lifestyle actually makes a difference. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and connected because it's your time to make a splash. Have you found yourself on a totally unexpected path in life? Or maybe wanting to make the jump to a new one, but are scared to do so? Well, that is exactly why I asked our guest today to join in a conversation of following the nudges and how to pivot in these times. She is currently a wife, a mom of three young, very active boys, working from home now, schooling from home now, and really the master juggler. What I love about her story is she was able to identify the nudge, embrace it in her life, pivot, and use what she learned on her journey to help coach other women to overcome challenges maybe they are faced with to live their life fully alive. I'd like to welcome to the show, Jen Costantino. Hi, thank you so much for having me. For everyone listening, I asked Jen to hop onto the show. She's one of the busiest people I know, but I asked her to hop on for a few different reasons. Number one, she's one of the busiest people I know um, as a business owner, as a mom, and still working from home. I hope she shares some tips and tricks because I know life does not look the same for a lot of us, you know, going through this new way of living. And also in the show, a lot of people are striving to live their life fully alive. And I think with what's happened with the pandemic over the last six months and kind of this new world we're going into, a lot of people are redefining them for themselves, redefining what life looks like and what really brings them joy and that feeling of living your life alive. And Jen, I know you've been on your own journey to follow, you know, your, that inner nudge and follow you know, really looking at life and figuring out how to live that fully alive. So I'd love to start with the beginning, you know, where you were a few years ago and just kind of the personal journey you've taken up to today. So basically my whole life, um, as I have shared with you, I have been pretty comfortable. I had a great childhood, you know, I got married young. I have a great husband. Money was never really an issue. So pretty much everything was fine for me in my life up until about a year and a half ago when financially something had happened with our business and it was a huge blow to to myself, my self-esteem and just my life in general. And so what happened from there? So at that time, my husband and I decided that after eight years, I had raised my kids for um, eight years being a stay-at-home mom and helping him with our businesses. Um, we decided that it would probably be best for me to go back to work full-time We also moved in uh, my in-laws and a lot changed within probably three weeks. (laughs) When I first went back to work, to be honest, I just had a really, really 
bad attitude about everything in life because again, I hadn't been through much and I just think that I didn't know how to deal with it. I wasn't prepared <laughs> to deal with anything like that. So after doing that for several months, I realized that I could either stay in that state of mind or I could do something about it. So I started educating myself, reading books and listening to um, podcasts and audiobooks, and just really trying to apply the tools that I learned to my everyday life. And I started to see a big shift. Awesome. So I'm excited to hear about that big shift. But before we go there, I think something that you brought up was like, life was fine. A lot of people say that, like, I'm fine. Life's fine. Life's good. You know, you think like you're just cruising along and this is the life you're supposed to live. And this was the plan. And I feel like, especially with what's going on with the pandemic, people are like, this isn't fair. This wasn't the plan. Things are changing outside of my control. And I feel like it's harder for people to really feel like they're living alive because a lot of things are changing. And, you know, most people don't like change. My mentor used to say the only people that, that really like change is a baby with a dirty diaper. And, you know, a lot of times we feel that change and we think it's going to be bad. And then obviously we look back and see that things happen for a reason. But when you talk about that blow and, you know, the three weeks really things started changing, if you can take us back to like that place of where you felt like this is not okay, like I'm not okay, this isn't okay. What did that feel like compared to like the rest of your life? Yeah, um, extremely uncomfortable. Um, I, I didn't, I had never had that feeling before. And the feeling was basically as if I had lost control of everything. And I didn't know what to do. I was frozen. I was frozen in place and I didn't know what to do. And I think something else you said is that you, you know, you never were taught like what to do. And I think for so many of us, we're taught what to do. So we go do those things we're taught to do and we strive for those. But what happens is I don't feel like unless something happens as, uh, to us as children, we have to learn very early how to cope or um, come up with those coping mechanisms or survival, um, you know, a ways to survive, but either we're learning that, but we're still not learning to like thrive through those things. So instead of expecting, like nobody sits you down and says a lot of bad things are going to happen in your life. And this is how you're going to deal with it. I think then all of a sudden we're like grasping at whatever's around us to get through these times because we're not set up like, Hey, this is going to happen. And you know, whether it's marriage or parenting or work or life, it's like, there's some bad things that are going to happen, but how do we not only survive them, but how do we thrive through them? And that's obviously what you did is you just decided, I don't want to be in this place. So I'm going to thrive through this. And I think going from a place that you were uncomfortable, you know, comfortable and then uncomfortable, and then thinking, you know what, I'm going to change this attitude and thrive. And what's so honorable about what you did is that nobody could do it for you. You know, you had to make this decision for your own life. Nobody could help you get out of the place you were in except yourself. So tell us what kind of happened when you made that shift. Yeah. So I, I had known that I had to make this shift, honestly, because I have three boys at home and I felt as though um, they were picking up on some of my habits or the, my thinking, which children tend to do, you know, you're raising them and they look at you for um, direction. And I saw that they were kind of um, reacting and to things the way I would. And what happened was I felt as though um, if I just applied some of the things that I learned little by little, then something had to change. I, I only could go up from there. <laughs> like what was the worst that could happen? Let me just try out these things. And I'm the type of person um, that's kind of like a type A personality that's just like, this is the way things are, this is the way things should be. And I was just kind of, um, 
putting my hands in the air and being like, I am going to trust this process. So some of the things that I did was just shift my mindset a little bit. Um, when I would go into work, I wasn't going in with a bad attitude. When I would come home to a house full of people, I would prepare myself before I walked through the door. Um, if I had had that attitude that I had every other day, then I knew that I was just going to live that out. I was just, I was going to expect the worst and the worst was going to happen. But instead I shifted, I'm going to expect the best. And over time, things got better. Everything in my life got better. My work life got better. My relationship with my boss, with my husband, with my family, with my kids. So once I saw that shift, I realized this stuff works. This episode has been brought to you by Autumn Shields as an independent consultant with Arbonne International, where healthy living is made simple. Arbonne, as a company, believes in a holistic approach to beauty, health, and wellness. Autumn can coach you on your healthy living journey to look and feel your best. Have you been thinking about starting your own business? Autumn can mentor you in starting your own online health and wellness business with Arbonne. Visit Autumn autumnshields.com to learn more. And I think it does take courage to, first of all, just take a step in that direction. I think that's probably the scariest part, but what were some of the tools along the way? I know you said books and podcasts and things like that, but what were some of the tools that you just dove into and what was the purpose of you doing that? Okay. So one of the things that I do every single day that I felt like really got me um, in a better place was, um, as silly as it might sound, was creating a gratitude journal. Um, And I know people talk about gratitude a lot, but if you sit down and you actually list out the things you're thankful for and you write them out physically, I really believe that that shifts your mindset and it just puts a positive spin on everything. Because you can look around, you could walk around your house, you could um, look at your children and you feel that gratitude and there's no way to feel unhappy when you feel thankful for things. So that was probably the number one thing that I, that I did and that I continue to do faithfully every single day. I agree. People talk about it all the time. And I remember reading tons of books and it doesn't matter if it was a biography or a leadership book, but there was that common thread in every single book, regardless of who wrote it, what country it was from, there was a piece of gratitude about how important it was. And again, it's like, I'm I'm a pretty grateful person. There's such a difference of thinking you're grateful or thinking about gratitude versus actually writing it down or being very specific and doing it daily and consistently. And it's scientifically proven. So it's not just like, oh, well, there's a lot of people doing it. And they say this works like it's scientifically proven that there's that shift. It's like rewiring your brain. Like we wake up, we think about negative things and to rewire it and to live a whole different world because of that gratitude. And the fact that you found that and are practicing and you felt that shift is awesome. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, it's very easy to take things for granted. And if you're just thankful for even the most simple thing in life, you it really, like you had said, it shifts everything, everything for the whole day. <laughs> awesome. And what other tools? What's one more tool that you could share with us that you learned along that journey of what happened with that shift? Yeah. So another thing that actually I, I learned and that I apply every day um, is we had talked about a little bit shifting your mindset or shifting your thoughts. Um, this is something that doesn't come quickly, like writing down gratitude, um, things that you're thankful for. You can apply that tomorrow, you know, or today. 
but this this took a little bit of um, practice. And if if you work on it every single day, I really think that you'll see um, a, a big shift in your life as well. So I tend, I know that our brains tend to go um, in in one direction. Like if you grew up kind of negative or around negative people, you kind of go go in that direction um, with everything. You know, you're in a traffic jam. Okay, go, go, your brain's going to shift to negative. So what I would do is I would get a thought and I would say to myself, because we have choices, we all have choices in life, right? I would say to myself, this thought isn't serving me. So I choose to think another one and whatever it is, like, you know, I'd fill in the blank and I'd choose a thought that would serve me. So, you know, I'd be aggravated with my husband, for example, and I could think he never helps me. But then I would say to myself, that thought's not serving me. So I choose to think something else. And then I might choose, you know, he doesn't know. He, I haven't asked him to help me. So if I just ask him, you know, maybe he'll give me a hand. And then I would do that. And sure enough, he'd help me and everything would be fine. But um, it's just really, I think, trying to be aware of your thoughts and to be aware that I don't, I don't think that that thought's actually helping me in this situation. It's actually making the situation worse. Um, have you ever kind of um, had a negative thought and just gone down this, I call it a rabbit hole, like then another yes. one comes, then another one comes and you're just validating those negative thoughts. You're validating that bad day or that bad event. Um, if you can shift it and move into another direction, it's kind of like, I call it, you're stopping it. You know, you're, you're just, stopping it and you're and it's moving in the opposite direction and and you don't go down that rabbit hole so <laughs> that's just another big one but it again in my opinion it takes practice i'm so glad you brought that up that it does take practice because it seems to be another common theme um, in this podcast you know season one and now that we're doing season two is that we have to be aware of our thoughts and it, it, so many guests bring this up so i hope the audience and i hope the listeners actually take that as a really big tool because we have to be aware of our thoughts and because otherwise it's so easy to go down the rabbit hole. And then just like you said, you justify it and you start creating that story and then it's just, it spirals. But I'm also glad that you said it takes practice and it takes time because I think people sometimes hear these tools and they implement them and maybe they don't see immediate results or, you know, they're not consistent with it. And I think it's easy to feel like this doesn't work, but I'm glad that you brought that to our attention and it does take patience and that you, it, it took pay, you know, it took time for you and it's okay for you just to practice it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Absolutely. That, you know, you have to give yourself permission to, um, to make, you know, also make mistakes. So, okay, you're going to have these thoughts and you're going to act on them and you're going to go down that rabbit hole, but just forgive yourself. That's another big thing, you know? Okay. I, I, but, but if you're aware that you did that, that's, that's a big step in itself. Yes. And grace, just give yourself grace as a busy mom, who's obviously working and now working from home because of COVID and, um, you know, still running business and on this new path and now homeschooling three, um, very active children. Give us like two tips you can do as a mom, you know, for the moms listening out there, people that are, um, dads are helping with homeschooling with this, all these little ones, give us a few quick tips on how to stay sane through that process. Okay. Um, yeah, again, I try to simplify things. So um, one of the, one of the main things I did was uh, now that I'm home, it's just me with the three kids homeschooling them um, three days a week. And I'm obviously working full time, like you had said. So one thing I did was I looked at my day 
And I really like kind of gave it some thought and I said, okay, what am I doing in Wandai? And if you kind of look at that and say, what do I have to do and what do I not have to do? You're going to quickly see some big time wasters. And some of the ones that I had um, that I was guilty of was scrolling on social media, just mindlessly scrolling on social media. You just don't understand how much time you can waste because you kind of get sucked into that. Um, watching television, I don't really watch a lot, but when you really take a look, you're like, oh, wow, that's 45 minutes, an hour of my day watching something mindless that I didn't have to watch, um, you know, um, and focusing on things that were important, um, you know, around the house, for example, um, I just would always have to have everything perfect and I don't know why. So I would try to take a step back and be like, it's really not a big deal if their sheets don't get washed once a week. <laughs> you know, something like that, giving myself again permission to not be perfect was another big one. That's awesome. And I think so many women have this endless to-do list, whether you want it perfect or not. Some of us want it a little bit more perfect than others, but it's the endless to-do list. It just never gets done at the end of the day. And then you feel like it's just going and going. And a lot of it's just, like you said, is prioritizing, like what has to get done and what doesn't have to get done. And I think that's a great tool because my list is all equal. The hundred things on my list is all equal. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how we can manage that daily tasks that turn into stress. And so um, really prioritizing what you have to get done and watching those time wasters is awesome. Anything else you're yeah. doing directly with the kids that's helpful for school? Directly with the children? Yeah. You know what? To be honest, I tend to hold their hand a lot. <laughs> um, and I am taking this opportunity, um, th- what's happening as an opportunity to teach them to be a little bit more independent. So I tend to swoop right in and want to help them. Like when they're on, on their um, calls and there's tech issues or they need help with homework, I'm teaching them to be more self-sufficient. And you know what? Um, that is freeing up my time and it's gaining confidence for them. So um, I think just kind of stepping back a little bit has um, helped everybody. That is awesome. That's such a good point that it helps everyone. I had a friend and um, as he was raising his daughter, she would come to him with things like whatever the trouble was. And he said, you know what? I know that you're strong enough to take care of that yourself. Or the next time, you know, she'd come and say, you know what? I know you're smart enough to figure this out on your own. I was like, oh my gosh, all that time that I did swooping in, it's not empowering, you know? And so it is, it's so much better for everybody involved to, to focus on that empowerment instead of, you know, rescuing. I think sometimes it's just our natural thing. So that's awesome because I think that's, it's so great that you also use that, you know, use the word opportunity. Like this is such a great time for opportunity for us to try different things and grow in different ways and show our children or show other people around us what we're doing during this time. So, um, and then so back to you, thank you for sharing those tools. Cause I think they're going to help a lot of people. So back to you now that I know you've taken this journey, what is so awesome is you've spent time educating yourself. So I want to talk about that, about hiring coaches, um, really putting your feet to the fire and what you're doing and moving into this new place of you wanting and already helping other people and coaching other people. So when I, like you had said, when I started this journey, I saw, um, I became a different person. I basically looked through at life through a um, new set of eyes and I never wanted to go back. But I also was aware um, that a lot of my friends, a lot of mom friends, 
were feeling the same way I was. And that's when I decided that, hey, listen, I know what I know what I learned. I know what I do to help myself. I really want to help other people. And that's when I decided, you know, maybe, maybe this is why all this happened. Maybe this happened for a reason. I kind of woke up. I woke up to life and I love the way I am now. So I'm grateful for what happened. Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, the whole concept is to live your life fully alive and you have to wake up to do that. And, you know, I see people that for some reason, it's just a day where they were sick and tired of their life, or maybe it was a tragedy or whatever it is, but there's usually that moment of waking up and everyone says, I would never go back. Like I would take all the struggles. It doesn't matter. So glad where I'm at, because I think that you've always been Jen, you know, you know, you've known who you are. You've done the best you can. But what's nice is when you go through this process, it's almost like molding you, you know, you've always been that, but it's kind of like taking everything off and becoming this, you know, I always call it genus, like just you and nobody else. And then you got the opportunity to see that not only you know, did you go through this, but you, now you have the opportunity and the courage to help other people along their journey. And what a gift that is. Like, imagine if you didn't wake up, like I'm always about the ripple effect. Like, it's not just about you or the people that you will end up helping. But what's nice is there's a ripple effect to that because by helping one other person in our lives or shining that light on their path or showing them the way it not only affects their life, it affects everybody in their life. And then the next person and then the next person. And so there's this incredible ripple effect that I believe that we're responsible for, that we have that nudge happen for a reason. And, you know, a lot of times I I believe we're being nudged all the time and we just don't see it. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, we wake up and then we find ourselves on this whole other path. And it's usually about your true purpose. And it's usually about something a lot bigger than just you. And that's what's so exciting in me watching your journey. Yeah. And you save a nudge. And I agree with you. I had ignored the nudge a lot. Um, But I will say in life, every time, if you really take a look at your life and you take a look back, every time you feel that nudge, meaning maybe it's like a gut feeling or, you know, something that just won't go away. Every time I ignore it, I regret it. Every time I listen to it, it was the best decision I've ever made. I have a son who um, struggles in school and I tend to listen to my gut for that for some reason. And every time I do, it's the opposite of what any other person would do. And it works out. So that nudge is, it, once you identify it in the feelings, I really think it's important to never ignore it. Yes. And I think that I'm so excited that, you know, you've recognized it and you see what it does to ignore it. You see what it does to follow it. And I think sometimes it's just easy to get off track. So how do you stay on track, making sure that you're like identifying and listening to that nudge? Um, so, you know, I'm trying to think like what exactly I probably do in that sense. Um, I just, I think that when I, I, okay. So when I do listen to it and I try decide to move forward with whatever it might be, it's easy to kind of second guess it. It's easy to um, not want to keep putting one foot in front of the other in the direction that that nudge kind of puts you in. But it's important for me, like when I get in that um, situation, it's important for me to just basically remind myself that it was there for a reason and that every other time I've listened, it's worked out. So I think just basically reminding yourself why you should listen to it. And, and again, you can look for evidence in, the, in your past when you've listened and, and how great things worked out. So probably reminding. 
Awesome. And it is so hard to trust, but I love that you just say, just look backwards to me. It's like connecting the dots in life. You know, like when you sit down to draw that picture as a child, you're like, this does not look like a dinosaur. And then you start collecting, you know, connecting the dots and you're like, wow, this is a dinosaur. And so to me, it's the same thing. When you look back at your life, you're like, I didn't see how that dot was going to connect to that dot and connect to this. But looking back is such a great way to trust and learn to move forward and following those nudges and that truth in your life, because I believe there's that truth for all of us in our lives. And, you know, for me, it's more of a divine plan of um, being able to connect those dots. But, you know, I think rather we have recognized those nudges for people that are listening and recognize those nudges. Some of us follow our lives completely by those nudges and really make decisions on, on those. And then other times I feel like there's some confusion, you know, it's like a bad connection. Like, is it, is it that, is it that? And, you know, you question, but um, that's why I love having these conversations because we all experience it a little bit differently. And I love just having these conversations with guests. So listeners can really just identify them in their own lives and move forward and make choices to really, you know, step into their own truth and their own purpose. Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm definitely, I agree hundred percent. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hopping on today. And we have some exciting news. Jen's going to definitely take some fun opportunities on our Facebook page. If you are not on our Facebook page, I will put that in the show notes. So you're able to click on that. You'll be able to find um, Jen there and more, and she's going to share more and more um, in this group, in this community and on the podcast. So looking forward to that. And any closing thoughts that you want to share with the guest, Jen? You know what? I just, the one thing I just want to say to all, all you moms out there is that just remind yourself that you are enough, that um, you're doing a great job. Don't compare yourself to others, you know, and just give yourself some self-love and some alone time when you can. Yes. Thanks for that. I'm sure that was accepted by many, many moms right now. And our dads that are home too, that, you know, it's just a totally different time. So thank you for that, Jen. And um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're one of the busiest people I know as far as running around. And thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey and inspire others along theirs. Thanks so much for having me, Ada. Thank you for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves. So keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. Also, I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. Find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. Also, if you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on Let's Connect and let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until next time, keep following the nudges.